0: Dream dream dream, 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 dream,
1: dream, dream. When I want you in my arms, when I want you. Welcome to a six-string hayride podcast, a journey through the world of classic country music with your hosts Chris Wainscott and Jim O'Malley. We will be covering all of. The great topics in country music from mama to prison to dancing to drinking to guitar picking to all the crazy deal with the devil honky talking stuff you do on Saturday night and how you try to get it past your Lord on Sunday morning. So climb aboard the cart and let's go. Hello and welcome to the Six String Hayride Podcast, your headquarters for all things classic country. And at this point, let's face it, Rockabilly 2. This episode, we have a beautiful love story. Nothing but sweet dreams, true love, a story so amazing it can only take place
0: in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And here's Chris to tell us about it. In 1945, a meeting happened in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, when a performer named Deodorius, booked to play a show at the Schroeder Hotel, met an elevator operator by the name of Matilda. Matilda immediately recognized Deodorius from a dream she had when she was eight years old. She told him she had been looking for him forever. This song is about that dream. Dream, dream, dream when I feel blue in the night i need you to hold me tight whenever i want you all i have to do is dream five days later they eloped and rode off into country music history they were better known as budlow and felice bryant and together they became the first superstar country music songwriting team today on the hayride we're going to discuss the songs they wrote the love they shared, the lives they led, and their legacy in country music. So climb on board the cart and let's go for a ride.
1: Come live with me and be my love. Share my bread
0: and wine. Be wife to me. Be wife Felice Bryant me. was born Matilda Genevieve Scududo on August 7th, 1925. She took the name Felice when her future husband started calling her that upon meeting. Budlo was five years older, born on February 13th, 1920, with the given name of Diodorius Budlo Bryant. Born in Shelman, Georgia. Budlow trained as a classical violinist. He did perform with the Atlanta Philharmonic Orchestra during their 1937-38 season, but he had far more interest in country music. He joined Hank Penny and his Radio Cowboys, an Atlanta-based western music band where he played fiddle. In 1945, while performing in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, the meeting I spoke about at the beginning of this episode took place. Budlow and Felice meet on the elevator at the Schroeder Hotel, where Budlow is performing a gig. Recognizing him from a dream she had 11 years earlier as a child, Felice was immediately smitten. Five days later, they eloped, and the rest of their lives together was pure country music magic. Both Bryants saw their role in country music to be that of writers rather than performers. Though both were skilled at performing, it was in composition that they made their mark. During the first years of their marriage, they struggled financially living in a trailer where they wrote more than 80 songs. For the first several years that they were trying to sell their music to other artists, the Bryants remained largely ignored or rejected. That changed when little Jimmy Dickens agreed to record their song, Country Boy. It went to number seven on the country charts in 1948.
1: I'm a plain old country boy, a cornbread-loving country boy. I raise cane on Saturday, but I go to church on Sunday. I'm a plain old country boy, a cornbread-loving country boy. I'll be looking over that old gray mule when the sun comes up
0: on Monday. Went to number seven on the country charts in 1948 and began a long association with Acuff Rose music. In 1950, the Bryants moved to Nashville so that they could become full-time songwriters. But in 1957, everything changed and the Bryants left performing largely in the distance. That's the year they wrote a string of hits for the Everly Brothers as well as for other singers such as buddy holly the sun is out the sky is blue there's not a cloud to spoil the view but it's raining raining in my heart and roy orbison i'm young i know I did listen to a little bit of the Everly brothers, but it really wasn't until later on in my adult years that I became a real fan of them and their music. However, someone who was always a fan of the Everlys going all the way back to childhood is Jim. And here he is to tell us about the Everlys and the. Well, what are we gonna
1: Well, listeners, as much as we've had a love story between Matilda and Diodorius, we now have the story of two brothers, Phil and Don, the Everly brothers. Don is born in 1937 in Kentucky, and two years later, Phil is born right here in Chicago. They're children of a musical family. Both of their parents play several instruments and sing and perform on local radio, mostly in Kentucky. As the boys are growing up, they also start to sing and perform with their parents' local radio, again, mostly in Kentucky. And... I'm sure a lot of it is genetics. That is one of the things most people who talk about the Everly's music kind of go to right away. You know, they open their mouth and sunshine comes out, pretty much. It's genetic in a lot of ways. Through the 1960s, a lot of people, and rightfully so, really compliment and praise what, Brian Wilson creates with the Beach Boys, which is really a whole new style of singing in and of itself. So, hoist
0: up the John B. hoist up the John B. see how the mainsail,
1: see how the mainsail, call for the captain ashore, let me go home, let me go home, I wanna go home, let me go home. so broke up. I want to go home let me go then of course there's the harmonies of the Beatles that ball
0: Simon and Garfunkel. On a tour of one night stands My suitcase and
1: guitar in hand And every stop is neatly planned For a poet and a one-man band Homeward bound
0: I wish I was homeward bound, homeward bound.
1: And then Crosby stills a Nash.
0: Find the cost There, in the ground, will swallow you. Lay your
1: body down. None of that happens without Phil and Don, and in nineteen fifty seven. Elise and Boudelot really get joined at the hip with Phil and Don. This is when the start of the string of just amazing music begins. Bye Bye Love.
0: There goes my baby with someone new She sure looks happy I sure am blue She was my baby
1: Wake Up Little Susie, All I Have to Do is Dream.
0: I can make you mine, taste your lips of wine, time, night or day. Only trouble is, gee
1: whiz,
0: I'm dreaming my life
1: away. And Bye Bye Love is such an amazing piece of songwriting that it literally becomes a big hit for the three R's in country music at this time, Roy Orbison, Ray Price, and Ray Charles. write something that all three of those guys, very different singers, very different styles, and you have a hit, you know, three times around and then plus the Everly Brothers version, you must be tapping into something that has a real universal quality to the songwriting, to the emotions that it brings out in people. And Udlo and Felice, they write for singers. Of course, you know, the big teamwork here is with the Everly brothers. But again, writing for Roy Orbison, writing for Ray Price, for Ray Charles, and for Bunny Holly, they come up with a fantastic raining in my heart. I tell my blues they mustn't show, but soon these tears are bound to flow, cause it's raining. Raining in my heart. And again, a lot of people don't talk about Buddy as a, a vocalist, you know, more so as a guitar player or a songwriter. But the man, you know, for as young as he was, just an incredible voice. You can really hear a nice Pink Williams influence in there. So again, the Bryant's are writing in, in such a way that the the feel of the songs the tone of the song winds up being lush but not fake or fancy there's an interesting demo recording of Keith Richards just plunking around on a piano in the late 70s and he starts to play the song as sort of a slow melancholy crooning type thing where it really plays more on the idea of the song, that it's a dream, that it's not a real tangible, you can touch it, love. version is a record store performance done in athens georgia by rem i can make you
0: mine taste your lips of wine anytime night or day only trouble is
1: gee whiz i dreaming my life 24 tracks that they write for the Everlease to cut. Some of these are produced by Chet Atkins, some of these are huge hits, some of them are more deeper cut kind of things. But when you think of the Everlees, it's impossible to ignore Boudelot and Felice. And when you think of Boudelot and Felice,
0: you think of the Everlease really your point about all i have to do is dream is well taken Uh, that's a song that does fit a number of different voices and styles and as a matter of fact one of my favorite versions of that song is one that's done by glenn campbell and bobby gentry Uh, they did an album together and that song is on a bonus track of the cd reissue when i want you in my arms when i
1: Charms
0: whenever I you All I have to do is dream. Dream, dream, dream when I feel blue in the night You know, listeners, if you can find a copy of that, it's not to be missed. It's very good. As far as their songwriting for the Everlies, you know, I know the the huge hits, Bye Bye Love, Wake Up Little Susie, All I Have to Do Is Dream. But one of my favorite songs, actually, that's performed by the Everlies, uh, that also is written by Boudlo and Felice, is Poor Jenny. I took my little Jenny to a party last night At one o'clock and ended in, in a heck of a fight When someone hit my Jenny, she went out like a light some joker wind, call the cops on the phone so scattered out for places unknown it's something of a novelty song but it's incredibly catchy throughout the song of this guy taking his date to a party a fight breaks out she gets knocked out he's trying to get her out of there before the cops show up but unfortunately he can't carry her so when the cops show up he splits with everyone else and of course, the police now think she's the they leader. have of a vocal gang. style that they wrote for that just allows for, you know, you said it best. They wrote for singers. I can make you mine, taste your lips of wine, anytime, night or day. Only trouble is, gee whiz, I'm dreaming my life time in Nashville, the Bryants did move to a house just outside of the city, which was on old Hickory Lake in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Here they were neighbors with friends of theirs, Roy Orbison and Johnny Cash. Now, in 1978, they moved to Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Uh, They often actually stayed at the Gatlinburg Inn, and they did write a number of songs there, including Rocky Top, which goes on to become the state song of Tennessee. Uh, the state did adopt it as their official song in 1982. Of all the people about whom you can say she needs no introduction, that may be the most true of Dolly Parton. Ah, oh, here's something I know you relate to. Hello, Governor, thank you. You can sing too if you want to. sea hills ain't no smoky smoke on rocky top ain't no
1: telephone bills now once i had me a man on rocky top half bear the other half cat but he was wild as a man but he was sweet as so far i often dream about
0: that uh you'll often well to this day you'll hear that one played at any sort of uh university of tennessee sporting events
1: mm-hmm. like chris is saying You know, they write a song that becomes the Tennessee State song and the big fight song at university sporting events. They're neighbors with Roy Orbison and Don Cash. They're really an ingrained, deeply important part of the Nashville community. And and again, as we've mentioned earlier, they're the first people not only to make it as the husband and wife songwriting team, but to deliberately move to Nashville to be hired as songwriters. So, you know, they're really groundbreaking in that way. And uh, if you've never been down to Nashville, you should go. The music history, the food, it's fantastic. Hendersonville is just a few highway exits from downtown Nashville, and it's a pretty little town. I've had the best sweet iced tea I've ever had in my life in Hendersonville. Uh, The area around the lake where a lot of musicians lived and it was a good fishing spot, Uh, that's a, a real legendary area in the history of country music, Hendersonville also is home to the cemetery where johnny and june mother maybelle where a lot of the royalty
0: of nashville music are laid to rest folks jim is right you go to nashville you eat that food while you're there you're gonna take a trip out to 8400 highway 100 it's on the edge of the city And you're going to have breakfast at the Loveless Cafe. They have the best damn biscuits I have ever eaten in my life. It's one of those places that when you go there, the entire entryway is plastered with nothing but pictures of the stars who have come there to eat their biscuits. The biscuit lady is so damn good that she beat Bobby Flay on Throwdown with Bobby Flay. You cannot make better biscuits sadly the biscuit lady passed away a few years ago but her recipe lives on um please don't be like a family member of mine who i sent there and said enjoy these biscuits and the review came back i don't know they just sort of fell apart as though that was not what they were supposed to do
1: i think biscuits signify our love love, (laughs) our love for people
0: Biscuits, I think, have always been something that people did out of love for other people. They're not easy, they're finicky. course we were talking about Nazareth and their amazing version of love hurts uh I don't know how many of listeners grew up in the same era that Jim and I did but that hair of the dog record was massive Uh, Nazareth was ruling the charts at that time it felt like and that song is so out of place with the rest of the songs on that record And that, combined with the clip we played you in the past with the uh, Long Black Veil cover that Nazareth does, that makes me think that they were true fans. This song is amazing. Uh, Other versions, of course, are by the Everleys. I've really learned a lot. And we have Graham Parsons with Amy Lou Harris. It'd
1: take a lot of pain.
0: And of course, Roy Orbison's version.
1: I really learned a lot.
0: Really learn
1: a lot. Love is like a stone. Burns you when it's hard. Love hurts. Love hurts. Yeah, listeners, here we are again with 70s. Phenomenon, Nazareth, and a classic Woodlow and Felice Bryant song in Love Hurts, like Chris said, the Everly's, Roy Orbis. Probably at this point, I think the finest version is Emmylou Harris with Graham Parsons. But when I was you know, 10, 11 years old, and just getting into that wanting to listen to pop or, or rock music on the radio, Love Hurts was a song, the Nazareth version Love Hurts, is a song that was on the radio a lot. And it was kind of Frampton Comes Alive record, and it was Nazareth doing Love Hurts. And I, that may have been the only two things on the radio for a stretch there in the mid-70s. But the song is really just that damn good. And Nazareth is a rock band that same as one foot in country music. You get a lot of crossover like that because you know if it's good music, it's good music. And is Steve Earle a country guy, a rockabilly guy, or an Americana guy? You know, is Elvis one of the greatest rock and roll singers ever, or is he one of the greatest gospel singers ever? And genres only make sense when you want to find something at a record store. So yeah love hurts Nazareth big rock band along with the the long black veil cover that they do again one foot solidly in American country music and they really know their stuff so- At this point, I really do like the Parsons and I Emily mean, Harris version better. But when Chris and I started talking country music years ago and what we liked and what we knew about, and together we were trying to learn a little bit more and listen a little bit more, and the song popped up, and then you kind of learn the history of it. And it was like, oh, okay. because I heard this three times a day when I was 11 years old and yeah just a fantastic record it's another one of those songs that we talk about i'm actually surprised we're talking about a song with this much history and mileage to it that's not by the carter fan but that's really the level of songwriting the bryants are are at. they created something that you know people are going to keep covering for years and years because they think it's either a cool stadium-rock-type ballad from the 70s, or they think it's a classy Henry Harris, Grant Parsons collaboration, or they've heard Roy Orbison open his mouth and you know heaven comes out, and they know the song that way. It, it's an extraordinary accomplishment, and the Bryants are well-deserving of every compliment. I'm honored to announce that the newest additions to the Hall of Fame, are the most successful husband and wife songwriting team
0: in the country music history. More than 1,500 of their songs were recorded and they included
1: many that have become standards, including Country Boy and Out Behind the Barn, recorded by Little Jimmy Dickens, and the Everly Brothers' biggest hits, Bye Bye Love and Wake Up Little Susie. The Country Music Hall of Fame welcomes Boudlo
0: and Felice Bryant.
1: Thank you all. Uh, this this is I've got notes. My two sons, Del, wrote uh, something to say, and Dane wrote something to say. My secretary wrote a speech, and then I wrote a speech, and, and yet I'm going to stand here and say I'm speechless. <laughs> so, if Boodla were here, uh, he would he would thank everybody that has. I'm going to fall down. I'm it's time for another cocktail from the john wayne cocktail guide this time it is a rye drink called the rattlesnake chris pour one out for us fill your hand you son of a
0: bitch for those who have seen the 1969 film true grit which was john wayne's oscar-winning performance You may recall the scene where Maddie Ross, the heroine, gets bit by a rattlesnake. The Duke cuts the wound open and sucks out the poison. It would be far easier just to mix up a batch of drinks called the rattlesnake. So let's do that instead. For this one, you're going to need one and three quarter ounces of rye whiskey, three quarters of an ounce of lemon juice, three quarters of an ounce of simple syrup two dashes of absinthe, two dashes of Angostura bitters for garnish. You'll shake the ingredients with ice and strain into a cocktail glass, garnish with Angostura so the bitters look like a snake bite. As always, we'd like to remind you to email us at sixstringhayride at yahoo.com. Six is spelled out. You can also search us uh, on Facebook as Six String Hayride what we'd really appreciate you doing is finding us on Patreon under Six String Hayride as well. So Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Six String Again, six is spelled out. And of course, listeners, when you're emailing us, since we're giving you drink recipes on these mini rides, we'd really enjoy it if you'd give us your idea of how to create a Six String Hayride drinking game. What phrase do we say too much or too often or just enough that you think should be your cue to drink and hopefully not die?
1: Well, folks, thanks again for joining your hosts Chris Wainscott and Jim O'Malley on the Six String Hayride Classic Country podcast. We are here for all of your classic country, rockabilly, early rock and roll, little gospel, little blues. A lot of excellent country music-themed recipes. And basically, we are here to keep your musical circle rocking, bopping, and very much unbroken. So thank you for sticking with us. We will see you down the road real soon. And again, whether it's in your home, in your community, wherever it is you do your thing, Keep your circle unbroken. Stay well, stay safe, and we'll see you real soon. Oh, can the circle be
0: unbroken by and by Lord?
1: I'm gonna join the family circle at the throne No, the circle won't be broken By and by, Lord, by and by Remember, the Force will be with you, always.